What did you learn from your mom growing up in regards to your body image or the women around you? How do you feel about it now as a result of that? And what do you do to change that image for the better so that you can step out into the world feeling comfortable being seen and feeling good in your own skin? That's what we're talking about on this week's podcast, so stay tuned. Welcome to the Sensual Power Podcast. This is a podcast for women, AFAP people, and anyone looking to learn more about generational trauma, childhood trauma, narcissistic abuse, sacred sexuality, and healing any wounds around money, sex, relationships, self, and doing expansion work with that. Everything that I'm talking about is based on my own experiences of healing and the work that I do with my clients. Keep in mind, though, I am a cis white woman, so the views that I express do come with a sense of privilege, and if harm is done, I am always willing to repair harm, so please reach out if that happens. Otherwise, stay tuned and listen to your next episode right now. This week's episode, I'm going to dive into body image issues, where we learn to have those issues, how they affect us now. And how to start reclaiming and unlearning all of that body shame that we get carried on. To start this episode, I wanted to say, talk a little bit about what inspired it. Body image is something that's always been important to me. Having been somebody that has taught embodiment for over 20 years. And also been in the performing arts world. And growing up with my own body image issues. But I recently was watching a brand new Try Guys episode. If you're not familiar with them, they originated as four guys creating content on YouTube and they've expanded to allow different um, people within their company, different people within their lives to be a part of making that content. And one of the videos that they just put out was by their producer, Rachel. And she did a video where herself and other moms, some married to Try Guys, some not, they recreated iconic images of other mothers. So think Demi Moore's um, album cover, magazine cover, where she was completely naked and pregnant, stuff like that. And it got into a lot of their own self-criticism and hatred over their bodies now that they are moms and they love being moms but as comes up quite often and this was my case as well when you have a child your body changes it just does you've carried an entire human being in your body and then given birth to them your skin stretches your bellies grow you know your organs get pushed against and all kind of things go on when you're in that, that we talk about to an extent, but not the emotional aspect of that enough. So as you're watching the video, um, Rachel herself does this and you see her kind of have this moment of self-hatred as she's looking at every photo of herself. And she says, it's okay if other people like it, she just doesn't. And the sad part about that is she's a beautiful woman. All women are beautiful. But what I recognized in there is something that many of us have felt, and self-included, 
where you could have a room full of people telling you how amazing you are and how amazing you look and what you see in the mirror or what you see reflected in that photograph is something that you absolutely hate. And there's definitely an added effect to having children. I know for me, that was very true. When I had my daughter, I was 20 years old. And prior to having her, I was a size four. Um, not saying that to brag about it. It just was. I was a size four. I ate everything that I wanted to eat because I was always active. At that time, I was prior to getting pregnant. I was also working as a stripper and a nude model. So I was in the sex work industry and I was always active. I was always moving, doing things, which allowed me to stay thin. And again, I was young. And I remembered people constantly telling me like, oh, you're going to bounce back so fast. Your body's going to be amazing when, you know, after you have her. And I even remember one conversation in particular where I was at my hairdressers. We were trying to figure out what to do with my hair because I didn't want to diet anymore due to being pregnant. I didn't want to run the risks. I knew that there were was evidence of bleaching and stuff like that being harmful to hair. And at that point, I was, you know, early 2000s and doing that lovely two tones um, weaved in platinum blonde with my natural color. So it was everything early 2000s. But I didn't want to do that because I was pregnant and I didn't want to have any negative effects on Angel, my daughter. And I'm in the chair and, you know, I'm pretty far along at this point. And, you know, my hairdresser, she was just, you know, going through my hair, trying to figure out color wise, how we deal with this, what we do, like, or cut wise, just to make sure that like, it doesn't look horrible. Um, Because again, it was all growing out, it had been growing out, and it definitely needed some love. So as we're, you know, going through this whole process with my hair, she's like, oh my God, you're almost due. You've got like a month left. Oh, it's going to be amazing. You're going to bounce back so fast, you know, especially because you started off so thin. And I remember every time I heard those things being like, yeah, of course, that's exactly what's going to happen. And then people saying like, because I was young and, you know, I was always putting like cocoa butter on my skin. Like I literally put cocoa butter on my belly and skin three times a day, not an exaggeration. When I got up, when I went to bed and then midway through my day, as I had a work break, because I always also worked in the insurance industry at the time, I was slathering my belly with cocoa butter to prevent stretch marks. And up until that point, I had been fine. I hadn't had any. And I was really convinced that everybody was right. I was just going to bounce back. It was going to be great. And what I started noticing too is the more weight that I gained toward the end of my pregnancy, which is normal, you gain a little bit more toward the end because your, your baby is growing a lot faster um, versus the beginning of your pregnancy when they're, you know, when the fetus is just starting to form, you 
have this moment of concern. At least I did. And I know a lot of women that did as well. Some women just didn't give a shit. But I know a lot of women that would see that number going up a lot faster, seeing every time they were going in for their checkups, especially because those become more frequent toward the end. It was starting to cause a lot of feelings of anxiety within me and a lot of discomfort because I was gaining so much weight. And it wasn't about like, you know, being mad at myself for being pregnant or anything like that or wanting to not feed myself and my daughter was growing inside me. But again, I had a lot of feelings about weight. I had already had them growing up. When I was 10 years old, my mom handed me diet pills because she was upset at the weight that I was at that point. I was a chunkier little girl or, you know, some people call it thick, which, you know, there can be good and bad feelings with that term. But I wasn't a super skinny kid at that point. Now, a lot of that is also due in part to her. And when I was being watched by her family members because they were giving me foods that weren't really healthy for me. When I was with my dad, I was always eating really healthy. Um, You know, fast food was a treat that we only got every so often or, you know, and, and sweets and stuff like that weren't a big thing except for special occasions. But I'd already had those issues. So it was just creeping in even more. And then Literally a week before I had my daughter, I got my first stretch mark and I freaked out. And then the next morning there were more. And within the last week, my belly was covered with them. And I felt so much shame for that. Like I had done something wrong. Like I hadn't won pregnancy, right? And the reality is... Many of us, even if you don't have children, we get stretch marks at different times in our life. During puberty, many of us have them because of rapid growth, right? It, it happens to all of us. So I had this shame and I didn't know what to do about it, but I knew that I felt really bad and I felt like somehow I was now less lovable and less desirable, Because there were these stretch marks on my belly. I was like, well, this is it. My life is over. I am just mom now. I am not a woman. I am nothing more than mom and a vessel for another human being. And I loved that. I loved, you know, being a mom. And I still love being a mom. And I loved that I was creating this life. But it felt like I was losing a part of myself and that I would never gain it back just because I had these stretch marks. Because at that time, and considering, you know, we're in the late 90s, early 2000s, I had my daughter in 2001, I was only seeing those 90s images of supermodels. I grew up with them. And those images were airbrushed to the teeth as we all saw back then there was no stretch marks there was no one above like a size four there it was all very tall very thin very perfectly proportioned women right that was it and then after I had my daughter it got even worse because I didn't bounce back 
as many people know, like right after you have your child and obviously like their blood flow slows down, you've lost the placenta and all of that stuff, you lose more than the weight of your actual child. So when I had my checkup a week after having her, I was down 20 pounds and I was like starting to get a little bit excited again because I was like, okay, so I put on 40 pounds being pregnant. I already lost 20. I'm going to bounce back so fast. But that didn't happen. And in fact, that's far from what happened. I actually was having thyroid issues and a lot of hormonal issues after I was pregnant. Had to go in and get lots of tests done and deal with that. And on top of it, I was dealing with uh, postpartum depression. So my hormone levels were still way out of whack. And I just wasn't losing the weight. And I remember feeling so much shame. Now, it didn't help that I was with a partner that was also highly abusive and the emotional abuse, especially regarding my weight, was even more prevalent. Um, There was always this talk of, you know, me needing to get back down to a certain size, how hot I used to look, everything like that. And the funny part was, is he was in not perfect shape himself. But as we all know, a lot of times when we are around very insecure men that don't have great bodies themselves, they're always the loudest in shaming other women, right? But this is what I went through. I felt so much shame. I felt so ugly and like I was just this walking blimp and add to that there were these stretch marks on my body my skin was loose from having a baby because fun fact it doesn't just bounce back like a rubber band you know that takes some effort and some work especially depending on what's going on and it was really hard on me and I felt very out of touch with myself here I was this woman that had been a sex worker and not advocating that at all but I was when it came to my body I was pretty damn confident in my body and that it was pretty fucking hot it was pretty sexy and I loved my body and I went from that to feeling a lot of shame about my body it was like I had this glimpse of what I had always been looking for growing up And, you know, when I finally got into high school and thinned out even more, I had all of that just ripped away from me. And that added to the depression that I was going through. And throughout the years, as I moved into teaching pole dancing and aerial arts and and became a performer in that end, I noticed that the body issues became even bigger. I remember at one point early on in my performance career, just being at an event where there were other performers and I was pretty thin at that point. I didn't have the flattest of stomachs. It was, you know, it was as flat as it was going to be. But as I would, you know, lean over or sit down, there would be a little bit of a fold there, as happens to many of us, because bodies change when you change position, right? 
Um, but I remember taking that really hard. Like that was very hard for me to deal with. And I would be at this these events and just feel so much less than and like there was something wrong with me or that I just needed to work harder. I needed to get thinner. And again, it wasn't that I was overweight at that point, not by any means. If you saw pictures or videos of me at that point, you would think I had a really athletic and strong body. And yes, there were stretch marks there. And my skin wasn't quite as taut as it used to be because I'd had a baby and there were stretch marks and my belly just didn't naturally become a six pack. Like that just wasn't how it looked anymore. So that got really hard for me and I couldn't look at myself and see what was really there. Because what was really there is I have more of a flare to my hips, always have. So, of course, they're a little bit wider, and that's okay. My legs have always been pretty athletic. If you looked at my father, you would see that I inherited his legs. My dad's got some gams. <laughs> he has amazing legs. He has amazing calves. They're very muscular and athletic even to this day. Um, and I inherited those legs. Like that's just how my legs always have been, but I considered them fat, not, I didn't see that they were athletic. And yes, of course, was there a little bit of fat on them? Well, yeah, because there's a little bit of fat on everyone's legs just is what it is. But the harshness with which I looked at those things was palatable and I could not get my head to see any of that as that's my body it was always a problem that needed to be fixed and it just became worse and worse and worse and no matter how much weight I would lose no matter how fit I would get it was always a problem at my very fittest when I was performing both aerial and pole regularly I was, I think, 180 pounds, which sounds like a lot of weight to most people, but I had pure muscle everywhere. I was just solid muscle. My back was winged out with muscle. My arms were super ripped. Like everything about me was muscular. And yet at the same time, I still had my curves, um, which looking back at, it was beautiful. And I still think my body is beautiful. But what was sad to me and what is still sad to me is that at a time where I was in this amazing condition to do things that the average person can never even dream of doing in the air, right? With a piece of metal or a piece of fabric. I saw myself still as a problem to be fixed and not as this absolute incredible body of movement, right? This 
body that could do incredible things. I couldn't see that. And that's an extreme end still. But my issues were not any different than most women's. I see so many of us go through these moments where we look at our bodies as a problem to solve. Um, I think one of the worst places that we saw that was Sex in the City. Again, it's something I grew up with and watched as a young adult. And, you know, as the reboot is back on, I'm sure some of us are still watching that. And the way that they would talk about their bodies, you know, after Miranda had a baby, right? There was this whole feeling of fat and, well, she had a baby. Of course, there was still weight on her body. And did that weight make her less than? We see these images throughout our society And yet, that's not the first place we learn them. Oftentimes, these image issues, we learn them as children from our parents, and in particular, our moms. And sometimes it's intentional. Like, again, my mother was very intentional about shaming my body. And sometimes it's not. One of the things that was really important to me when my daughter was younger was not shaming her body weight, And not shaming her food. Now, did I have her eating pretty healthy? Of course, because I wanted her to be healthy. It had nothing to do with denying her or concern about her weight. It was more about making sure that nutritionally my daughter was healthy. And again, there were splurges here and there. It wasn't all the time, wasn't every day. It just happened occasionally. But... What I noticed happening still was when at some point she started to develop body image issues in late middle school where she just didn't feel good about her body and it was because of what she was seeing. But up until that point, I had avoided quite a bit and it was really frustrating for me to watch her go through that because it was just one of those moments as a parent where you realize You can't protect your child from everything. No matter how much you want to, you just can't do it. But even still, she picked it up, right? And that happens too. But a lot of us, the way that we learn about bodies is way earlier. I still had body image issues when she was growing up. And I tried to be as careful as I could about not saying things about my body in front of her. Because I didn't want her to take that in and to see that as an example and then take on that notice, right? But again, that didn't stop everything. Many of us, when we're growing up, we hear our moms make comments about their bodies, about not feeling comfortable in their skin, about feeling like their stomachs are too big, their arms are too flabby. We hear them complain about wrinkles on their face or whatever. All of those things tend to have an effect on how we perceive ourselves later on. We take those moments where we hear a comment that seems just to be off the cuff and not meant to be super noticeable, And they become very noticeable. 
and they stick in our heads. We take those little jides of, you know, a a family member or a mom poking at our belly, commenting on us being chunky, because that's something that I dealt with too. And those things stick with us more than many of us care to admit. And it's hard because those things are not always said in the guise of trying to shame you, but that's exactly what they feel like. So if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I, I've always had some issues with my body too, the one thing that you need to start looking at is where did you learn those issues? Again, most of the time it was in childhood very early on. And then we start to see things in society that perpetuate it. When we hear about representation mattering, it matters so much because body image doesn't just go around size. That goes along with the color of our skin, the way that our facial structure is shaped. You know, what, what shape are your eyes, your nose, your lips? How large are your breasts if you have them, or your hips, or your butts? All of those things, they matter. How tall are you? How thin? How fat? How in between are you? What does your hair look like? The way that we see ourselves is not just in the amount of weight that we hold on our body. It's in everything. And when you hear about representation, a lot of us, you know, we hear that and we're like, yeah, 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 what does it matter? But it does make a big difference. Because think about this. If you already had some comments going on from a parent of talking about your body, maybe they complained about your hair or they made a comment about your hair or the color of your skin or the shape of your eyes, or whatever, if those comments were there and then they got ingrained in you by seeing images in this world that told you what you looked like was wrong, it was less than or is bad, that's an image that will stick with you and keep care and keep perpetuating self-hate and self-disgust or dislike these things show up for so many of us so when we see women tackling their body image on a screen and shaming themselves because they believe everything that they've ever been taught that was wrong with their bodies we have to start really looking at where do we learn these things and why do we keep paying attention to and keep presenting certain ideals of beauty and worthiness within the body. Because those things have drastic effect on how generations, entire generations of people see themselves. So... How do we work with this? How do we deal with it? Well, first, you've got to spend some time unpacking what you learned about your body, about your looks, who you are, and your identity. 
And then start deciding what is it that you want to feel. This takes a lot of work and it's really hard to do. A big basis of my group program, Pleasure Queens, is spent on deconstructing image around body and looks and our sexual body because there's so much we get taught about that that hurts us and harms us later in life. And all we do is keep passing it down and passing it on when we don't need to be doing that. So sit down and really think about that. There's a mirror work exercise that I really love doing. I've learned many, many, many uh, mirror work exercises in my life. Some of my favorites were taught by an incredible coach, Lisa Nichols. She's still around, so if you don't know her, check her out. Um, But Lisa did this herself to really work on her own body image to learn to love her hips, the color of her skin, the width of her nose, everything about herself, her hair. And this is something that I've done too. So first get in front of a mirror and just take yourself in. Look at yourself from head to toe. And while you're there, see what you like. See what's there that you actually enjoy. And then take some time and do this slowly and carefully because the goal is not to trigger yourself in any way to feel bad or shame. But see what it is that you don't like, what you immediately feel upset about. And then question, where did you learn that from? Why? If so many of us after motherhood carry weight on our bellies and just so you know if you have a uterus you naturally carry a little bit more weight on your lower belly the fupa area because that layer of fat is meant to protect your uterus it's meant to protect that organ so it's there for a reason so as we get older and you notice that pooch out a little bit, that weight is meant to be there. doesn't mean that you can't want to, you know, be fit and take care of yourself, but certain things exist for a reason. And the size of that is very dependent on the person, right? So take a look at things and start deconstructing. Who told you that that was a problem? And why? What was the goal out of telling you that? If it was a parent, what is their goal with that? Well, their goal is to teach you the same thing that they were taught, most likely. And it's not always through the fault of theirs. It's passed down to have these issues around ourselves And we don't often know where they started, but we know that they got passed down. But what was the purpose? Did it make you any less talented at the job that you hold? Or any less capable as a person in this world? Or as a mother? Or as a a lover? Friend? Whatever? No. So why did it matter so much? A lot of 
our society is based on telling us, especially if you identify as a woman, that there's something wrong with you because there's a billion dollar industry that makes money off of that. So considering that, take that in. We know that at one point in time, the way our clothing was made, it was sized differently or the way that sizing worked or the fact that everything was cut to fit your body versus like mass marketed and mass produced clothing. They wanted to make it easier on themselves. So they created standards of sizing and that sizing and that standardization of it caused an entire generation of issues that just got kept, that kept getting passed down. So look at what you learned and then decide, does that even matter to you? Does it even play into your day-to-day life? If you have certain health issues that require you to take care of yourself in a certain way or to you know, make sure that your weight doesn't get to a certain point, then yes, that, that matters. But other than that, what are you shaming yourself for? Why? Who decided that if your waist proportions didn't create that hourglass appearance, right, or that your hips were too narrow or too wide, because that was the beauty standard, is that your problem? Because your body is your body, and there are certain things that you just can't change about that. So why is it a problem that needs to be changed or fixed if you can't even fix it? And again, if we see entire mass groups of women with specific things then why is that wrong? Why should we not be like that if that's actually the norm, right? From there, it's time to start pouring in some love. So again, this is an exercise that I learned off of Lisa Nichols, and it's been really helpful for me. As my body has changed through not performing anymore and injury, And also just even to love what's there. I would stand in front of a mirror and I still do this. And as I would put lotion on after a shower or at the end of the day, I would stand in front of the mirror and the part of myself that I had hatred for, as I was rubbing lotion in, I would compliment it and thank it. My belly, again, has been that source of pain for me because, again, many of us learn to have hatred for it because bellies are supposed to be flat and toned and fit and not with stretch marks and not with fupas or extra weight on them. So what I would do is stand in the mirror and as I'm rubbing lotion in and I would start by rubbing my palms together to heat up the lotion imagining pouring love into those palms and I would rub and say thank you for nurturing my daughter thank you for helping me give birth to her thank you for the muscle strength 
to hold my body up 30, 40 feet in the air and do things that people normally can't do. Thank you for allowing me to walk, to run, to dance, to sit, to stand, to do everything that I do. Thank you for holding some of the most important organs within my body, right? I would just stand in front of the mirror and say every bit of that. And I noticed that my relationship changed a lot. Didn't mean that I didn't want to lose some weight again. Still doesn't. But my relationship to my body is much different. It's much healthier. Because you can have the duality of loving your body now and also wanting to make changes for your health. That doesn't have to be a separate thing. You can feel both at the same time and do it with love. That was something that was really hard for me to learn. But as I've spent time and getting in good connection with my body and loving it, I have changed what I'm allowed to feel at any given moment around it. I've given myself permission to have duality there and a duality that is healthy and loving and holding of my own self-worth. This is going to take a lot of time to work through. And it's unfortunately something that at this point in our society is probably going to take some consistent work because so much of our society still is set on shaming us for not fitting a certain standard. So keep doing it. There's so much more to be done. If it's something that you want support on, like I said, this is something I do in my group program. And I love it because it's a space where we can all release these things. So please check out my website and see that I have lots of other exercises and offers to get you into a place where you are feeling a lot of love for your body. But to start with, Get in front of that mirror. Look at what you love and appreciate it. Find what you don't because we know it's there. Question why you've been taught to hate it. And decide how you actually want to feel about it. And then start pouring in as much love as you can. Getting comfortable with it. The mirror can be a scary place to be. But if you start slow and take your time with it, It can also be a wonderful place to look. And some of that mirror work has been some of the most profound for changing my own feelings about my body. And I've noticed with many of my clients, it's been the same too. So I hope this helps. If this resonated with you, if you got something out of it, please share it with somebody that needs to hear it too. And like and subscribe because this is the kind of content that I put out on a regular basis. Have a wonderful day. Love yourself. Honor yourself. Because all of you right now gets to show up exactly as it is.